FM 97.7. Stay connected. Stay informed. Good morning. Thanks for joining us uh, on this Tuesday morning. It's the 7th of March at 5.02. It's now 35 degrees in downtown Seattle. Along with Brian Calvert, I'm Mad Factor, And here's what's happening. Nurses say hospitals have either been unwilling or unable to fully staff their wards. Now a bill has passed the state Senate that would compel hospitals to hire enough nurses to meet minimum staffing levels. Northwest News Radio's Corwin Hake has the update. No one believes there's an endless supply of nurses waiting to be hired, but among some supporters of Senate Bill 5236, there's a belief hospitals are profiting by keeping nursing staffs deliberately stretched thin with sometimes dire results. Last week, I had a patient who died on my shift, and he should not have. Katie Roth, an 18-year nursing veteran currently at Providence and Everett, dropped that bombshell at a Senate hearing last month. Providence denied short staffing led to any patient deaths. In any case, State Senator Mark Mullet, Issaquah Democrat, backed the bill, calling on hospitals to meet staffing targets or face what he calls misery. If you can't reach that target, you will have regulatory misery through Department of Labor and Industries where they can come in and really enforce compliance. The measure, known as the Safe Staffing Bill, has passed out of the full Senate and moves on to the House. Corwin Hake, Northwest News Radio. A companion measure has also passed the Senate, making it easier for Washington hospitals to hire nurses from out of state. The bill adds Washington to the Nurse Licensure Compact, under which a single nursing license qualifies a nurse to work in any one of 37 states. Supporters say Washington's high nursing salaries should make the state especially attractive to nurses seeking to relocate. Washington nurses suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder may soon be eligible for workers' comp. A bill similar to one that passed in 2018, which allows PTSD workers' comp coverage for police and firefighters, just passed the state Senate. It was sponsored by Vancouver Democrat Annette Cleveland, who says nurses have been through a lot during the pandemic. They've been holding the hands of dying patients, offering oftentimes, Madam President, the only human comfort to those patients that was available at all. The bill now moves to the House. Well, someone has slammed a car into the GameStop store in Tacoma near 72nd and Portland Avenue. An alarm went off at that business just before 2.30 this morning. Whoever did this was trying to get inside that store, but by the time officers got to that scene just a few minutes later, only four minutes were told, the person or people were gone. We did have a chance to talk with an employee there at the scene. They tell us it appears nothing was taken from the store. This is obviously a destructive crime that we have seen unfold countless times across the region in recent months. Como for Steve McCarran. It's 5.04. Let's check the early drive. Northwest traffic every 10 minutes on the fours. Time to get over to the High Performance Homes Traffic Center and say good morning to our friend Kiara Jordan. And good morning, Brian and Amanda. So we have a little bit of overnight road work that's still taking place in Everett. They need to get things wrapped up. So on northbound I-5, we're noticing that we're down a lane or two there, and that is causing some minor slowing as you're approaching the trestle. On eastbound 512, we're already starting to see some brake lights as you're traveling between Meridian and Pioneer. And then I'm also seeing some lights slowing on westbound 18 as you're working your way away from that Tiger Mountain Summit. But the rest of our commutes are doing quite well. Our next northwest traffic app, 514.
And our forecast now is sponsored by Northwest Crawl Space Services. Here's meteorologist Kristen Clark. We'll have to dodge just a few nuisance showers again today, but we will see times of strong March sunshine. And that's going to feel quite warm on the face despite daytime temperatures holding in the 40s, which is just slightly colder than normal for this time of the year. A trend that will continue for the next few days. Again, nuisance showers on Wednesday, uh, interrupting what sun we do see tomorrow. And then clouding up on Thursday as choppy water develops along our coastal beaches with a stronger storm moving inland on Friday. That brings in more of a widespread rain up and down the I-5 corridor and a quick 5 to 10 inches of fresh snow at the Cascade Passes into early Saturday. In the Cumble 4 Weather Center, meteorologist Kristen Clark. Little rain falling in the Bremerton area where it's 34 this morning, foggy and freezing in Olympia and here in Seattle. It's mostly cloudy and 38. 506, friends and family in the Rainier community mourning the loss of 17-year-old Jesse Oach, a high school senior killed in a car crash. Como 4's Mo Hyder has reaction. She had a full life ahead of her. She she could have been anything she wanted. Candy Shelton is a close friend of Jesse Uch's family and says she was like a niece to her. My sister used to live right next to her for for years in this town, just a couple blocks away. She was happy, always happy, and and always sharing her, her sunshine around. Last Saturday, she was killed in a car crash just off of Rainier Road Southeast. Rough uh, for the family. Um, the brothers are very angry, and, and mom's dad is very sad. It's, again, it's, it's rough. It's devastating. The Thurston County Sheriff's Office said she was in the passenger seat when an 18-year-old driver hit a curb, lost control, and crashed into another car. He was seriously hurt and is facing DUI charges. In Rainier, Mahider, Como News. Metro Transit says they're trying to double the number of security guards working on the bus system. Como 4's Jeremy Harris explains why. Metro says they just added a second security contractor to try and put more officers on buses and at platforms to deal with issues like drug use. I've been looking into the issue over the past few weeks, and here's what some of what I found. Just in the last year, in 2022, there were over 1,800 reports of drug use on buses on the Metro system. 52 bus operators reported being exposed exposed to smoke from drugs, and 16 bus drivers filed for workman's comp due to chemical exposure. We talked to one driver who said fentanyl smoke is so common on his bus that he's on medical leave to be evaluated by doctors. This isn't secondhand smoke. This is smoke being lit on, uh, on luminous fall that's coming directly into the air that us bus drivers are breathing. You know, and it makes me really, really sick. I don't want to be putting in predicament where I'm around drugs every day on my job that I didn't sign up for. Jeremy Harris, Como News. Plans to remove a homeless camp following a deadly shooting in Tacoma are moving forward. Como Force Lenan Wynn spoke with residents and businesses nearby. One business we spoke with says that they've been trying to get help with the encampments in the area for years, and they told us that they were not very surprised that a murder happened at one of them just last week. It was last Tuesday when Tacoma police responded to a murder at one of the encampments off 74th and Tacoma Mall Boulevard. Police arrested a suspect in an RV less than a mile away, and that same week, the site was prioritized for removal, according to WashDOT. WashDOT says outreach teams have been working all weekend to connect people living at that site with housing. We spoke with a longtime business in the area who says they've been in contact with local and state officials trying to get something done for years. It's great to see that things are changing and moving, but it might necessarily take care of that one over there. But maybe not this one or the one that's going to come next week or in a couple days. It, it happens so fast that they can't keep control of it. Win and win. Come on, it's. 
The Bellevue School Board held a planning meeting yesterday ahead of a vote on the district's recommendation to close three elementary schools. Parents have voiced frustration to come on news about meeting times about potential closures, saying meetings are happening when many parents are often working and unable to attend. We told you last month the superintendent recommended closing Ardmore, Eastgate, and Wilburton Elementary Schools because of declining enrollment. That's Como Force Mary Nam. It is 510. Time to get you to the Beacon Plumbing Sports Desk with Tom Hutler. Tom, it appears Gino's going to stick around for a bit. Yeah, he's going to get a big payday, too. The Seahawks agreed to terms with quarterback Geno Smith on a three-year contract, keeping the AP Comeback Player of the Year in a Seahawk uniform. The deal will keep him in the uh, uh, as the presumptive starter for the Seahawks and gives him the first big payday of his career. NFL Network and The Score reporting the deal could be worth $105 million. ESPN's Adam Schefter says this seemed predetermined. I think the league-wide assumption all along was that Geno Smith and the Seahawks were a marriage made for each other. It worked out great this past year when he won the Comeback Player of the Year, and most people expected that relationship to continue into this next year, which it now will with this three-year contract extension. The deal said to include $52 million in the first calendar year. Anton Watson scored 20 points. Drew Timmy had 17, helping number nine Gonzaga beat pesky San Francisco 84-73 last night in the conference semifinals of the West Coast Conference. They'll advance to yet another WCC title game against St. Mary's at 6 tonight on ESPN. The Gonzaga women also advancing to the WCC championship game this afternoon against Portland. And the Mariners lost to the Cubs yesterday, 6-2 to two in Cactus League play. Mariners opening day started Luis Castillo, roughed up a bit, gave up two runs in two and a third innings, and uh, the club has a day off today before returning to action tomorrow night against the Dodgers. Sports at 10 to 40 past each hour. Tom Hutler, Northwest News Radio. Thanks, Tom. It's 5-11. We'll check back with Kiera and get your traffic in just a few moments. But first, the attorney for former Seahawks running back Marshawn Lynch entered a not guilty plea on Lynch's behalf in a Las Vegas courtroom Monday. Lynch did not appear in court. He's accused of driving under the influence in Vegas in August of last year. An arrest report says that officers found Lynch asleep behind the wheel with the driver's seat leaning back and the door open. Lynch says that he was not drinking, nor was he on drugs, but he did admit to stealing the car. That's Como Force, Eric Johnson. Research from the National Institutes of Health could be a game changer for people recovering from a stroke. Medical reporter Liz Bonus explains how. Scientists now conducting breakthrough research in treating strokes. They say so many of us hear about the importance of time as muscle in heart events, but the same is true when you have an injury to the brain. It actually has treatments that are as powerful, or if not more powerful, than for heart attacks. So people really need to know about stroke and the fact that if they get in quickly, there's something we can do about it. Dr. Pooja Khatri is part of a team that coordinates national clinical trials in stroke. It's all part of a program funded by the National Institutes of Health called StrokeNet. We sort of get this bird's eye view of everything happening in the country, and then we help make it happen and work with the sites all over the country. Well, she's part of the College of Medicine at Ohio's University of Cincinnati. 500 U.S. hospitals across the country help administer what they make happen. The main goal is to prevent damage from a stroke, which is an injury to the brain. For every few patients that show up early enough to the hospital, I can literally reverse their stroke, which is just mind-blowing. In addition to medications, which 
reverse a stroke's impact. Intervention trials are also available, as well as new therapy trials that stimulate the brain for treatment and recovery. Even if you don't get that sudden reversal, it's important to know that the longer that that recovery goes on literally for months and years. And so so there's an opportunity to work at that and realize that the brain is really plastic. And we're doing a lot of research to try to to really hone in on that and get be able to do that more consistently. So here's the main thing to know, she says, be fast. Look for changes to any of these, your balance, your eyes, your face, your arms, slurred speech. And if you notice them, timing is critical. Call 911. That quick action really can reduce the risk for those long-term complications. I'm medical reporter Liz Bonus. It's 5:14. Time once again for your traffic here on Northwest News Radio. Let's get you over to the High Performance Homes Traffic Center. Kira Jordan, anything blocking our way this hour? We have a little bit of overnight road work that's still taking place in Everett. Uh, This is northbound I-5. It's near 41st, just a little bit south of there. And we do still have a couple of lanes that are blocked. Uh, Not really causing any heavy backups, but uh, a little bit of a slowdown is going to be required as you travel through that area. Also in Everett, we see our typical brief slowdown southbound I-5 at the off-ramp to the Boeing Freeway. Eastbound 512 is becoming busier between Meridian 167, a little bit of extra company northbound 167 at Jovita Boulevard, and also as you're approaching 405 and we're also getting backed up this morning in Sumner on westbound highway 410 as you're approaching 167 our next northwest traffic at 524 and our forecast is sponsored by Northwest Crawl Space Services. We do have a chance of showers in the forecast again, but partly sunny later, warming up to about 54 today. Mostly cloudy tonight, lows around 34. We do have a chance of showers by midday tomorrow and near 50. Thursday, we're going to throw in the possibility of seeing a few snowflakes again. Rain snow mix in the morning, showers for the afternoon, and warming up to near 50. Right now in both Everett and Tacoma, it's 37 degrees. In downtown Seattle, it's 38. News Radio 1000, FM 97.7, your information station. Sponsored by Muckleshoot Casino. It's 515, along with Brian Calvert, I'm Manda Factor. Frank Lindsay is at the editor's desk. Parts of California dealing with record-breaking amounts of snowfall. More than 17 inches hit the Sierra Nevada mountains in recent days, bringing the total to roughly 16 feet over the last two weeks. With over 48 feet of snow recorded so far, it's the area's snowiest season in over a decade. A man is charged with trying to stab a flight attendant on a flight from Los Angeles to Boston with a broken spoon. Federal prosecutors say it happened on a United Airlines flight Sunday. Sunday night after the suspect attempted attempted to open the emergency door. So where are they? Where's Homeland Security? This video obtained by ABC News showing the 33-year-old suspect, Francisco Torres, yelling from a seat near the emergency exit, which investigators say he allegedly tried to open. Since I'm taking over this plane, I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now. Soon after, the suspect is seen rushing down the aisle holding metal spoon, which investigators say he turned into a weapon while in the bathroom. 45 minutes before landing, the suspect getting into a confrontation with flight attendants, allegedly attempting to stab one of them in the neck three times with that spoon, but thankfully only hitting the shirt collar and tie. Every door and every hatch is held in place by thousands of pounds of pressure, so you can't get those open. By the same token, anybody fooling around with that mechanism is trying to endanger the entire aircraft. One witness telling ABC News the suspect started screaming after he saw a passenger filming him. 
About five people jumped and tackled the suspect, saying they pulled the broken spoon out of his hand. The group of passengers and flight attendants holding him down, using zip ties to restrain him. FBI agents boarding the plane as soon as it landed, taking Torres into custody. All flight attendants are given a certain amount of training on self-defense, but that should not be in their job description to have to have mortal combat with somebody in the back. That is totally unacceptable. United Airlines thanking the quick action of our crew and customers, adding no serious injuries were reported. And the man has been charged with interference with a flight crew using a dangerous weapon, and that's a charge that could carry a life term in prison. That's ABC's Gio Benitez. The FAA is investigating after two aircraft clipped wings near gates at Boston's Logan International Airport Monday morning. United Flight 515 headed to Newark and United Flight 267 bound for Denver were both canceled as a result. It happened as the plane going to Newark pushed back from the gate. No one was hurt. The White House is considering reinstating a policy to detain migrant families who cross the border illegally. This is just one option that is on the table. No decisions have been made yet, but we have learned that the Biden administration is considering detaining migrant families who cross the border illegally. I am told that any family detentions would be limited to just a small number of days to allow for swift processing. But this would be a reversal after President Biden ended the controversial policy shortly after he took office. Now, sources have have been very quick to note that what is being considered here differs greatly from the policies of former President Trump, who separated children from their families and sought to detain migrants indefinitely. Now, all of this comes, of course, as the Biden administration is trying to figure out how to handle the end of Title 42. That's the public health order that was used during the pandemic to turn away millions of migrants at the border. It ends in early May. And again, detaining migrant families is just one option that is now up for discussion. That's ABC's Mary Bruce. Nearly two dozen people are arrested in Atlanta over the weekend for a violent protest at a construction site of a new public safety training center. These 23 people are charged with domestic terrorism and police here point out that only two of them are from Georgia. They're from Utah, Arizona, far away from here. One person is from Canada, another person is from France. Authorities say that they stormed what is going to be a training facility for police Sunday through three bricks, through bricks, rocks, fireworks and Molotov cocktails at police officers setting fire to construction equipment and launching rounds of commercial-grade fireworks. This is by no means their first clash with police. This has been going on for months. In January, one of them was killed after police say they shot at them and then police shot back. They're fighting to save the woods that the police training center would replace, but also saying they're trying to keep police from militarizing. This has put local civil rights groups in a strange position where they agree with the idea of not trying to militarize the police, but are also trying not to support any foolishness. Protesters say they will be here all week trying to stop the police training center from being built, but we should underline that it was approved by lawmakers at the state and local levels, Democrats and Republicans of all colors. That's ABC's Steve Osunsami. It's 520. Time for your StockCharts.com money update. Home prices in King County have dropped for the first time since May of 2020. February's prices are down 7%, making it the first year-over-year drop since the housing market started to cool. According to the Multiple Listing Service, median home prices were also down 7% in Snohomish County, 5% in Kitsap, and just 1% in Pierce County. With more people looking to work remotely, scammers are using fake remote job offers to steal thousands of dollars from job seekers. The Better Business Bureau says employment scams are now the second riskiest of all the scams they track, up 23% from 2021 to 2022. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell will face questions on...
And they said they liked my resume and my application and they wanted to move the process along. Callie Heim says she applied for a tech job through the job site LinkedIn. She was offered the job and was sent a check to buy her own office equipment. But then the company started asking some concerning questions. I gave them my bank account information, so my routing number, my account number, my checking account, um, like I checked off that in checking, and then I gave them the front and back of my driver's license. Her boyfriend raised concerns, and Callie hit pause. It's ABC's Liz Nagy. Wall Street futures are higher, not by much. Dow up about 18, S&P up 6, NASDAQ futures up 32. Money news at 20 and 50 minutes past the hour. Kiara has a traffic update next. It's 521. On the way home, update and unwind. The afternoon news with Kim Shepard and Rick Van Size. Stay connected, stay informed with News Radio 1000 FM 97.7. Your information station.